Welcome back to Studio Stories. I'm your host, Eve Langhorn, and today we're speaking to Jess Hayes on her journey to motherhood and also on the loss of her son Teddy, who was born at 20 weeks. And just a trigger warning, this episode does contain topics of miscarriage and baby loss in detail, so if, if this isn't for you, please switch off. So hi Jess, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your story. How are you doing today? Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm really good. I'm, I'm really good. Good. So today we're going to be chatting about a few things. So do you want to start by telling us a little bit about who you are? Yeah, so my name's Jess. Um, I Some of you may know me from going on the first series of Love Island back in 2015. I um, went on to win that and, you know, had a, had a crazy couple of years and then got pregnant. Um, I've now got a two and a half year old and I kind of grew my Instagram and, and started talking about motherhood and just like blogging, you know, my whole journey. And yeah, that that's that's who I am. <laughs> and you were on the very first season of Love Island and you actually went on to win that, which is amazing. But did you ever sort of realise how big that was going to be? No, not at all. I think because it was the first one, <clears throat> like we were so like oblivious to what it would be. And, you know, we didn't really know where it would go or if it would even like who, if anyone was even watching it, you know. And then when, when we came out, like everyone knew who he was and stopping us for photos and be paparazzi and it, it was just a crazy time yeah it was crazy and how old were you when you did that god sorry 2015 oh gosh I mean oh my god I think it was like six seven years ago so it must have only been like 22 wow god that's a that's mental for a 22 year old as well I know like it was crazy like I can't believe I've just come such such a long way like I look back to then and I was like this this little girl that kind of was just a bit crazy and Probably, I don't really know. Like, and and now I've grown into a woman because obviously, you know, motherhood changes you completely. And yeah, I've grown so much since then. And I'd look back if I ever watched it now, and I would just cringe so bad and be like, "Oh my <laughs> god, what?" Because I had no filter back then, and I still don't now. But I'm, I'm more. I don't know. I just it's embarrassing. <laughs> I think anyone looking back at themselves as a 22-year-old cringe. I know I would. So as you just mentioned before, so your mum to Presley, who's two now. So talk to mm. me a little bit about your journey to having him. Yeah, so I, he wasn't like planned as such. Like I was in a, a relationship and I wanted to come off contraception. So um, I found out I was pregnant I'm really early on, actually. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is a big thing. Like I still felt so young and I was like, oh, can I do this? Can I do this? And obviously I told his dad and he was, you know, really happy and stuff. And yeah, like, and, and that was it. I mean, I'll be totally honest. I wasn't one of these people that I wasn't like over the moon. I was, I was scared. I think I have been such, um, I don't really know. I've been such a free spirit my whole life and not really been one for responsibilities and stuff. So I was like, oh my God, can I do this? Like, I, w- I want to say that maybe I had a bit of, instead of the post date or maybe a bit of pre, do you know what I mean? I never really spoke about that, but I think it's good too, because, you know, it's it's normal to maybe not feel that instant, like, happiness. It's such a huge thing, isn't it? And um, yeah, but I, I really enjoyed my pregnancy, to be fair. I think I was just very, like oh my god what's this gonna be like like really scared and stuff um and then when I had him I think I blew everyone everyone away because I was sort of I don't know like I said I've been this immature crazy party girl my whole life and they were like oh my god like you're amazing and I I surprised myself to be honest um you know I I did 
the whole breastfeeding thing and I did that for like a year and a half um I really surprised myself as a mother at the beginning which is which is nice how was your birth with him god my birth was crazy so I literally my mum's a midwife as well yeah so my birth was was uh weird like I was just making a cup of tea and then my nan knocked on the door and I was like you're right literally made him a cup of tea sat down and my water's broke and I was like that when I tell you they broke that it was it was just like mad I was like where's this all coming from like sorry for the deets but it was it was mad like honestly that it was just like it just wouldn't stop I was so big I think I had so much fluid everyone's different some people's waters don't even break do they but mine was like that typical like you see on tv like <laughs> and um I was like okay this is happening now cool do you know what I'm gonna get in the bath I'm gonna make myself look cute for labor <laughs> And pack my bags. Yeah, you got to. You right. got to get the nails done, you know. And I was thinking, right, put a bit of makeup on, wash and blow dry my hair, just so I feel nice, and I'll, I'll make my way to hospital later on. No, not a chance. I'll get in the bath. I'm like, ah, oh, God, I'm in absolute agony. This ain't right. This is not normal because, you know, like the contractions are supposed to start. Mm-hmm. They're meant to be like, quite weak aren't they and like in like the gap between them is meant to be really spaced out and stuff yeah and then they get closer and closer together so and in, then it's I'm in baby. the bath uh, yeah and then I'm in the bath and I'm like ah oh, this feels really painful so this, this is just the beginning then Jesus Christ I don't know you know what the <laughs> hell man and um I got out of the bath and I, I was like literally like a wet dog I put my pajamas on and my nan was there I was like I was like keeling over I was like I was like I'm in agony this ain't right I was like these contractions are really close they're not even far apart. They're like coming every two minutes already. And I'm like, this, what's going on? Rang my mum and was like, I'm in agony. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I said, these contractions aren't far apart. My waters are gone and they're already like two minutes, one minute apart, if that. Oh my God. I'm getting closer and closer and more painful. I was like, how is this labour progressing so quickly? And then before I know it, like literally a couple of minutes later, I'm like, I need to go to hospital now. I am in agony. These contractions are so close. How my water's just broke. And then I'm already getting like end of the labor contractions like that. So there was no messing about with me. I had none of that, like in labor for hours. Um, my ex-partner put me in the car. I literally looked like a wet dog in my pajamas. So my plan of looking all cute and nice completely went out the window. So I was oh, absolutely no. fuming. And I was in the car mooing like a cow because I literally <laughs> was ready to push him out there and then. I was ready. I was like, oh my God, you need to be, you need to hurry up. You need to hurry up. I was just like sweating and oh my God, the pain. I, I, I had to push. It was mad. So he dropped me off, took about 15 minutes to get to the hospital. I'm just like making all these noises. And um, I've had to get wheeled in in a wheelchair. I've literally got on the bed and they're like, he's coming out now. And I was like, what? I was like, they give, they, I had no time. I didn't even make it into a room. I was just on this, like, bed in this, um, I don't even know. Anyway, <laughs> I had no painkillers, no gas in there. They were like, we ain't got time for nothing. And that, next, honestly, I had no pain relief. I felt every last bit of it. So oh I'm, like, goodness. on this bed, screaming, like, so I, I literally wanted someone to, I was like, please, somebody shoot me in the head. I was like, I can't do this. Somebody, somebody needs to kill me now because I can't. Like, I was in that much pain. And then before I know it, his head was out. And then um, that was the worst pain of my life. And then I got up, like, nothing had happened. And I was just, like, in this, like, happy little bubble. I'm not even joking. Oh, my, wow. that, that was my labour. It was so quick. From your, like, your waters breaking to um, Presley being born, how long was that? 
gosh I'm trying to think it must have broke after two o'clock and then I had him maybe two in a, two hours 20 minutes god that is quick isn't it that is a like, very fast birth it was just so fast there was just no mucking about like it was crazy and I reckon I would have had him before I was almost like holding him in I don't want to like because when you feel like you need to push that's it you can't and I was doing that in the car and then oh honestly I can't believe I did it with no pain relief like I felt every bit of it that is pretty incredible though yeah and then I still the best day of my life though you know when I think about it now if someone said to me what was the best day of your life I would say that day no matter like you know it hurt honestly like meeting your baby for the first time and you're just in that little bubble it's just the craziest feeling in the world it's just incredible and I'd do it all again like yeah and how did you find sort of the first few months of like motherhood because I know you said before you were like a party girl and then yeah you had Presley do you know what I adapted to it really well like I said I surprised myself but it it wasn't easy I guess I guess it's not you know none of it's easy I think this the no sleep he was a really bad sleeper for like a year and a half I breastfed for a year and a half so you know I didn't lose my baby weight because I was kind of just you know I put my all into it to be fair and I just I I did find it hard I found it really hard the first couple of weeks and like well the first month and that you're just uh, it's true what they say like you're just an emotional wreck like you're crying all the time you're like am I doing this right oh my god like it's so scary like you've just got this little human and you're just like keep checking on them like are they breathing like oh my god like don't I was just so paranoid about germs and just so much stuff but yeah, and, and do you know what? It's never, it's never been easy, even now. Like, it's not easy. It's challenging. The whole thing is challenging. Yeah, and you've got it a really toddler, is. so... Oh, God. When I think about toddler. it now, apart from the sleep deprivation, I feel like sometimes toddlers are so much harder. Like, it's so hard to not lose my shit all the time. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's so cheeky and he's so naughty. Like, loads of my friends um, and other people who've got kids, they're like my kids were like so chilled he's mental and I'm like yeah thanks for that I've got my work out with him clearly like cheers for let you know telling me that your kids were really chilled and I've got an absolute <laughs> nutter I'm like brilliant I was like that doesn't surprise me like and my mum and my dad were like it's karma because you're a nightmare and I was like great yeah he's probably just like a mini you <laughs> he is literally a mini me but he's so funny he's such a character and I'm just like Do you know what uh, it's, it might be hard over the years if he's anything like me, but it'll be worth it in the end because he will oh, be a character. 100%. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, And him. moving on, so you're actually part of the really shit club as well, which is baby mm. loss. And I know you've been really, really open in talking about this and, you know, the devastating loss of Teddy in your second trimester. So yeah. tell me a little bit about this journey that you've been on. Yeah, so it was weird. I, I was still breastfeeding and I think I was... I can't remember how old Pussy was now. I must have been maybe 16 months anyway. And um, I found out I was pregnant. But I found out quite late on. Like, I was feeling, like, sick. But I kind of didn't think anything of it. Do you know what I mean? And to be honest with you, like, I wasn't really, like, active in that kind of way. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. it can be very fertile. So I was just kind of like, oh, do you know what? Like, it ain't going to happen, is it? Like, I'll be real. My relationship wasn't great either. Um, I can sort of say that now. It wasn't great. And 
we were, it was obviously, we've been going through all this stuff with lockdown and everything. And I was just a bit like, gosh, like, am I ready for this? It, it was crazy. Um, but obviously I know what it's like and I know how amazing they are. And I was like, oh my God, you know, a little brother or sister for Presley, it would be amazing. So obviously was like really excited and like had some scans and, and whatnot. And I think this was November time. Um, I must have been pregnant at the end of August. Yeah. Anyway, so this was like November time. And we did a little photo shoot as a family and it's just getting, it was just lovely. We were just getting excited and um, we like announced it and everything. And, you know, I ha- I kept it quiet for a long time because I was about three, I was about 20 weeks when I lost him. So it was a few months, fair few months. And I was just literally on Instagram able to sort of like come out about it. But then I had to keep a bit quiet because the magazine had just come out and stuff like that. So I was like, okay. Um, So I felt robbed. I felt like I didn't get to talk about my pregnancy or anything because before I knew it, I announced it and then he'd gone. Do you know what I mean? So literally like the weekend. So it must have come out on the Tuesday, that Saturday. I was sat on the sofa just like on a Saturday afternoon. And I think my ex well my mother-in-law who was my mother-in-law whatever um I just sat on the sofa and I just felt something and I was like what's that like that's really weird I just put my Christmas tree up the day before like it was Christmas time and it's just like lovely you know I was like oh god that's weird went to the toilet and there was like all this blood and I was like what I was like that's weird like why is there blood you know like when you're pregnant and you see blood you instantly like yeah it's a worry but I wasn't, I didn't feel worried because I thought, right, if I was bleeding in my first tri- trimester or whatever, like six to 12 weeks or something or before then, like I'd be like, oh shit, this isn't good, obviously. Yeah. But because I was 20 weeks and the baby was, you know, I could feel him move and he was he was bigger. I thought, ah, I'm sure it's nothing. I'm sure it's just something going on. But I was like, all right, okay, I better bring the hospital quick and just see. So they were like, yeah, calm down now and then we can just like observe you and just check everything's okay so I went there and like I kept bleeding and like I had to kept kept changing like these pads and stuff but it wasn't a lot it was almost like a period which obviously isn't right anyway but my stomach was doing like this weird thing it was like tightening and going hard and stuff which was just strange and no one really knew what was going on like they they took me upstairs and they were checking his heartbeat and everything was fine and they just the bleeding had slowed down by about I went in the afternoon and then about I don't know like eight o'clock at night I was sort of just watching Netflix and I'd got some snacks and I was chilled and I I was feeling positive I was like I think it's going to be fine the bleeding slowed down now so it's going to be absolutely fine um and then I was like oh I felt like this sudden urge to go to the toilet and obviously my waters had broke before so I know exactly what it feels like obviously it was a lot less um because he was smaller I literally got up off the edge of the bed to go to the toilet in the hospital and like my waters had gone and like as soon as that happened, it was just like oh my this, god, like weirdest feeling of like that's it, like whatever's happening, it's it's going to be over because you just think that's like the water is like their home and stuff. Um, yeah. And I just kind of like, oh, it was just like that devastating feeling of like, is this really happening? That I I called the. Like pressed the button and like all the nurses and everything came like rushing and like they had to check if my cervix were open if I was going into labour and they weren't but they took me down to delivery suite and that was when I was like you know what the fuck is going on sorry 
no no get you swear all you want I was like you know what what is going on um and then went downstairs and they were like look like because you are it was that thing where you couldn't have anyone with you so this whole time I was fucking going through this I had no one by my side oh my god so I but if you're in active labor they will let someone come so because that had happened they weren't sure whether he was going to come out or what so it was like you can call someone now so obviously I called um my ex-partner and I said like this is happening I don't I don't know what's going to happen to be honest like you need to come now so he was like then by my side um and then I just kept bleeding like where the bleeding had stopped I was passing so much blood it was like where's all this blood coming from like I don't get it like I don't yeah. understand what is going on with my body no one could really explain it like they scanned him he still had a heartbeat um but they were like this bleeding isn't going to stop you're going to get an infection. You're both going to die. We need to what? get him out. Literally, like, if, if I don't get this baby out, like, you, you're you not going to stop bleeding wherever this blood's coming from. I feel like there was a little bit of a missed thing there. Like, no one could really tell me what was going on. I feel a bit let down in that way. Um, yeah. It was almost like, you've got to do this. That's it. But then I then read where pe- people had held on to their babies after their waters had broke. Then it was like, Jesus Christ, did they tell me one thing? Maybe I could have held on to him, but I don't know. Because of the sheer amount of blood, I think it it was a different scenario. Mm. Um, they were like, because he's not in the water and you're just going to get an infection. And it was just, it was basically like, there was no good outcome to come from this. So I ended up uh, having to obviously go ahead and have him. Um, and because he was only obviously small, he obviously there was just no chance that he would have made oh. it. But it, it was horrible. Like they, I had to take like this medication, and it was almost like I had to wait for him to come out. And I remember like um, I was with my mum at this point because I was like, I need my mum. Like I mm. can't. Um, and I just remember like having this like in- morphine to like get rid of the pain and. Um, it was so weird. It was such a slow process. I woke up in the middle of the night. I think it was like 3am and I was in this thing and I went to the toilet and I think where I was in so much pain, uh, I didn't really know what was going on. And the midwife was like, uh, just don't move. Like while I was sat on the toilet, basically, and was like, he basically was like coming out. Do you know what I mean? And I didn't oh. really know. I know it's really graphic. Sorry. No, but it, no, no go for um, it. It's awful. And uh, so, yeah. And then I was like, I can't, like, obviously I didn't want to look because I was just so scared. And that was it. It was so weird. And then I had him um, on the toilet, which is just the weirdest thing to say about. But yeah. Um, and then like the, co- there was like the cord, the cord was like a normal size. And then I had to, um, had this injection the placenta came out and, th- and that was really painful like I was getting all the contractions for the placenta and everything and then and that was it it was over and I just was like what the, what what the hell just happened like it just, just it just sounds like the most traumatic thing to literally be sat there before Christmas and like you said like the magazine had come out and then just mm. all of a sudden within 24 hours all that to happen it's it's just awful yeah it was sorry I'm a bit teary um yeah it was 
just the craziest thing to happen like you think you're kind of over it and then sometimes when you speak about it now it's like yeah all the emotions come back up like god did that really happen like I actually lost a child you know yeah yeah I'm just so sorry that you had to go through that I don't really get like emotional I try and keep it together at the minute but maybe because it's because I've not spoke about it for a while um yeah so that was it and then they were like I went back and I just was like I don't know like what the hell just happened like and then they were like do you what do you want to see the baby because I didn't even know it was a boy at this point because I was going to keep it a secret the whole time um and then they brought him in um and that was just the weirdest thing obviously they were like it's a little boy which was just weird because Prezi's a boy and you know it just made it just so so much harder like Mm. And then I stayed with him for a little bit. Obviously, like, it's just strange seeing a baby that small. Yeah, I can imagine, yeah. But it was so weird, but he looked like Presley. Like, it was almost like his features, you could already tell that he was going to be just like Presley. Yeah. And that made it even harder, like, Jesus Christ. Like, when I think about it now, I'm like, yeah, it's hard. (laughs) Sorry. No, don't, please don't. No, please don't apologise, honestly. You know, I look at Presley. Presley now and I think I would have had another one of him and it's just it's so hard it's still such a loss and that was it and then it was like you know what they were asking me about like funeral arrangements you know what what did they want me to do did they did I want the hospital to organize it or did we want to do our own private thing and then uh that was it like you just had to say goodbye and just know that that's it you've just given birth to the baby and you're never gonna see him again yeah, it was tough. It was like what I'm speaking about this. I mean, how long has it been now? A year? I guess it's not been that long, to be fair. No, not really not. And like, I really appreciate you, like, literally sharing your story like that. Like, it's just crazy, <sighs> yeah. crazy trauma. Mm. I haven't cried when I've spoken about it for a long time. Yeah. But then I think maybe because I haven't spoken about it, it's kind of bringing it all back to me yeah, again. Yeah, and it, it is grief as well. Like, it, it's... I, I'm so good at blocking it It's such it out. a long... I know. It's not the best way, though. Like, grief no. is such a long process, isn't it? And it, it comes in all different shapes and forms. Like, it's not linear. And I think... Yeah, yeah. it's just crazy. I just want to give you a hug, really. I just, <sighs> it's just... It's so but, shocking to hear and, like... I feel like it's not spoken spoken about enough either. So it's it's something that you're meant to like hush hush about. And actually, women should be sharing their experiences so other people don't feel so alone. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's um, it is a hard one, and it's you know, there's so much afterwards as well. Like you just just had to go home then and just deal with. It was just like the weirdest place to be in ever. Like it was just like you're there, but you're not there yeah so strange and then that was it I had to start I think I didn't even look after Presley for like I don't remember changing his nappy for a whole month because I was like so it's such a bad place like everyone was doing it for me I just wanted to lie in bed yeah I wanted to drink alcohol to block it out I wanted to I just didn't want to be here you know yeah just feel numb essentially Mm. and then it was like you know, we had his funeral, 18th of December, like, so close to Christmas. Oh, God. And, like, that's what, I mean, Christmas now is so hard. Like, this was the first Christmas since it had happened, and it was so hard. And it, and then not only that, it was the first Christmas for just me and Presley, because I broke up, oh. then broke up with my partner in the summer. 
So it was like double trauma because that a lot happened there as well. And it was just, God, it was just the hardest couple of years of my of my life, man. Like it yeah. really was. But I had, I, you know, I came home and eventually I, I, I had some like therapy, like with this baby loss charity that was great. And I then found this charity that I'm now an ambassador for saying goodbye. Um, and she helped me a lot. And I, I started speaking about it. And, and then I guess eventually I did heal to a point. You, you do over time. It does get easier. Mm. Um, but of course, there would be certain moments where it all came back. And then before I knew it, I broke up with Presley's dad, uh, well, their dad, um, in the summer. I, I just... It, to be honest, the relationship was bad anyway. Mm-hmm. It was very toxic. It was very, it was not a good relationship. And I I just couldn't, couldn't do it anymore. Like, so, you know, there was something that happened and I was just like, this is the last straw now. We just don't work. Um, and that was before Presley's second birthday. And then we kind of, you know, when you go back and it's like, oh no, this definitely isn't going to work now. Like, this ridiculous. And then that was it. And then... I think I was then dealing with both of the things, I don't know, like May to the end of September, October. I was, again, in the worst place of my life. I was, I was. this sounds so awful and I've not spoke about it, but I feel too like, do you know what? Like, if this can help other people, then I don't know. Um, I literally was going to bed, even though I had prayers. He's my absolute world, but and it sounds really selfish, but I was, the place I was in, I was going to bed and I was like, I don't want to wake up tomorrow. Every night I was going to bed and I was like, I don't want to be here anymore because I can't take like the way I'm feeling, you know, dealing with breaking up with his dad and like the financial stuff and the stress of it all. And he put me through a lot as well. And there was other things that I can't speak about, but it was just hell on earth. It was just horrible. Like it wasn't a nice breakup and it wasn't, and then, and yeah, that was it. And then the turning point for me, this is going to sound so random, but I met, I met someone else just recently in October. And then since I met this person, I haven't looked back. Like <clears throat> I, I'm in a totally different place now. And I, I know you shouldn't rely on someone to make you happy and a hundred percent not, but a lot of growth has happened in the last, well, since October, it's, yeah. it's absolutely crazy. I'm so glad to hear you've come out the other side mm. if you from coming from such a low place. Yeah. What sort of like advice can you can you give to sort of if there's any women listening today who have been in a similar experience, what advice can can you give to them? Um I think just if you need help, go and get help, whether it's like with your doctor, like whatever you need. If you're feeling like that, then it's not normal. Um and there is help out there you know like whether it's you speak to charities or you can join a group where there's other mums that have gone through the same thing that always helps following um she's got a great book called the baby loss guide um that's a great book to to read um also obviously reach out to the charity if you if you do need any help in any way and also I follow so the CEO of the charity Zoe Adele um, in the early days when I lost Teddy, so, you know, literally from the day I lost him to throughout December, like when I was in that really, really dark place, was mm. reading her quotes because her quotes on her Instagram 
you it was like she was in my own head does that make sense yeah she was in my own head and I would read them and I was like okay like somebody gets me and I would share the quotes and it would be like almost like a bit of therapy for me yeah so if you are going if you've recently gone through something like that and you just you need I don't know it's strange how that kind of thing can help but it really did just reading her quotes um because she'd been through it herself hence why she set up the charity it just helps it really does but if you're in a dark place get professional help because there's so many options Mm -hmm, definitely Um, what what more do you think like needs to be done in like the baby loss community do you know what I feel like when I left the hospital I was just kind of left like they say they've got these bereavement midwives but nobody checked in on me nobody checked in on me to see if I was okay nobody came and visited me I know COVID was going on but Jesus Christ like you know I had no health checks how you have a baby and you basically you know you have your six weeks checkup and things like that I mean I don't think they're ever that great anyway but nobody to check in on you the only thing that I had was I didn't want to post mortem on him mm-hmm. so they checked my they sent off my placenta did some bloods and things like that and you have a consultant that you're supposed to meet with them but because of COVID it, again it's all over the phone I was waiting for this phone call for ages and ages and ages they eventually got it months later and usually you'd get like if you'd done a post-mortem that's where you find out the results and it was like oh yeah of course we don't know what happened blah blah blah, blah. but when you're pregnant again next time you'll get like more in-depth help um but because I lost him at like 20 weeks not 24 it's classed as a still uh miscarriage not a stillbirth when there's that gap so like a month later I would have got paid paid leave yeah I would have been if I have another pregnancy I get referred to a rainbow clinic so I've got my own consultant and I get special care but because I was a month behind, I'll get basically get none of that. So luckily for me, I'm self-employed and I'd done okay. And I was able, I had support off my partner. So I was able to get, take three months off work. I remember I've got December, January, February. I only went back to work early March. So I had three months off work, mm. unpaid. Nobody helped me. Nobody paid me. Um, so you think a woman that's in employment, what's she going to do she's going to go through what I've gone through all that trauma and she's going to have to bounce back up and go straight to work that's not right yeah yeah but there's it sounds, no it's impossible as well yeah I had to literally take three months off work and this is the thing like that that's another thing that I think people have tried to change like to be able to get the paid leave when you mm. lose the baby at any stage yeah I completely agree I completely agree you know like it's it's not right it's not right I could never have imagined springing back up within two weeks and going to work like that would have made my mental health deteriorate even more yeah yeah well um pop some links to everything that you've just mentioned and like your Instagram and also like Zoe's Insta as well so if anyone is listening they want to check it out they can just have a little look below um final two questions so first one is how are you actually doing today do you know what? I'm in the best place I've ever been in, God, so long. Oh, amazing. Probably, probably even better than, I just don't even know. Like, it was so random. I remember putting something on my Instagram where I was at, like, breaking point still. It was like, October the, the 7th. Um, and I was like, oh, I know everything happens for a reason. And 
I'll look back and and realize that I had to go through this and you know even losing Teddy and, and losing my relationship will make sense one day and literally the day after I met the person that I'm with now I've only been with him for like what not three four months and I just I'm just the happiest I've ever been like it's crazy like the minute I met him I just knew that it was right um yeah and yeah it's just going amazing I've got myself back I like I dyed my hair back to the old red and I've lost weight I've been in the gym and I'm just super happy you know good everything's everything's going amazing and I'm just like it's crazy like how much can happen in three months you know Mm -hmm. like you can be in the worst place of your life and then you can just turn it around so I just think for anyone that's listening to this that is going through trauma baby loss anything at all just know that it will eventually make sense and you know these horrendous horrible things and times that we go through everything does happen for a reason and it it won't be forever like there is going to be light at the end of the tunnel yeah you know it might not be straight away but your life can change so quickly and eventually it all does make sense you know yeah and there is hope there is hope as well exactly and my final question for today is what does motherhood mean to you what does it mean to me oh it's everything like you know I just it's just the best thing in the world it's the best thing that's ever happened to me and it's it's made me grow as a woman like in so many ways and I've learned so much about myself I don't really think you know I was it's so hard to explain but um yeah it's everything like for example, I obviously I still because he goes to his dad's. I I go to I'll go to London. I'll go to a nice restaurant or I go out and I'll enjoy myself like the old Jess, and it feels good. It feels so good. But then I come home and I and I see him, and it, I'm like nothing actually beats this. It doesn't matter where I am, what I'm doing, who I'm with, what holiday I'm on. Nothing beats being with him do you know what I mean yeah he's just my world it's it's just everything it's the best best job in the whole world literally it's amazing yeah Jess I think you are amazing like listening to you open up so amazingly then like I just think you're an absolute warrior so thank you so much for sharing your story today just speechless really what you've had to be you've had to go through and the trauma and I think to hear that you've come out the other end is just incredible really so yeah I just think you're amazing um oh, we, bless you. That's so sweet. we will Thank pop you. all the links to your Instagram below and everything so yeah do you go check it out but yeah I just honestly thank you so much um for joining me today no thank you for having me and obviously letting me share my story and hopefully you know people can listen to this and and know that there is hope and yeah they can relate to the story as well so yeah thank you so much for having me speak soon speak soon thank you And don't forget, if you enjoyed this podcast, please go and give us a review.